This is Psalm 84 for the chief musician on an instrument of Gath, a psalm by the sons of Korah. Now, before we read this psalm, <laughs> I just have to tell you that this, I, I realized when I was preparing this psalm that years ago when I was a, a, a young pastor in my very first year, I actually put parts of this psalm to music. And I guess that, you know, the psalms are songs all around the world people do this. And you'll notice if you're in church on a Sunday, if you really know your Bible, you'll notice lines here and there in different places come right out of the Psalms. But the Psalms are used all the time in our worship. Well, it just so happens that this Psalm, Psalm 84, I put at least parts of it to music. And I thought just for fun, <laughs> I'd sing it to you at the end of this video. I'm not promising that this singing will be any good. And I went looking for my guitar, because this was just like a last minute thought. I went looking for my guitar in the office just before, and it wasn't here. So I've grabbed the only thing I have, which is my ukulele. I'm no virtuoso, <laughs> but I will uh, I'll bash out a tune on my ukulele and play you parts of Psalm 84 at the end. I'll do that instead of my usual daily prayer. This Psalm 84 was the third of three psalms played on the Gittith, the instrument of the enemy. The first time was Psalm 8 by David, the second time was Psalm 81 by Asaph, the third one here, Psalm 84 by the sons of Korah. And the, the Gittith was an instrument, a string instrument that came from the city of Gath where the Philistines lived. So this is a great song of praise. And it talks in here, there's an interesting verse where it says, I would rather be in the house of the Lord for one day than a thousand years in the tents of the wicked. <laughs> well, this instrument comes from the tents of the wicked. So here we've got an instrument, a wicked instrument, you could say, that's singing a great song of praise saying, I would rather be in the house of the Lord even one day than a thousand years anywhere else. So let's sing, so, uh, let's read Psalm 84. How lovely, Lord, are your dwellings, Yahweh of armies. My soul longs and faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Yes, the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young near your altars, Yahweh of armies, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are always praising you, Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on a pilgrimage. Passing through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. Yes, the autumn rain covers it with blessings, and they go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. Yahweh, God of armies, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob. Selah. Behold, God our shield, look at the face of your anointed, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For Yahweh God is a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory. He withholds nothing good from those who walk blamelessly. Yahweh of armies, blessed is the man who trusts in you. This psalm is, is saying that being in the presence of the Lord is the most wonderful thing and blessed are the people who are just there all the time. And I guess the guy that wrote this song, the psalmist, one of the sons of Korah, he must have been down at the tabernacle one day 
Or it could have been the temple, you know, maybe he was around when Solomon had built the temple because the sons of Korah were there for that as well. Maybe he was there one day and he looked up and saw a sparrow or, a, you know, a little bird that had built a nest. And he was thinking, man, I've got to go home at night. <laughs> but that sparrow just lives here all the time. How blessed it would be to be in your presence all the time, O oh Lord. And uh, years ago, in the first year of me being a pastor, the same year that I wrote this song, um, we actually had a sparrow that got into the church one day. And, it, and I, I'm trying to remember, you know, I'm trying to bring back all my memories of that. And I have, a, I have a feeling that my writing of the song was connected with the whole thing about a sparrow in the church. Because I looked it up and, oh, there's a psalm about a sparrow in the church. And, um, but there was this sparrow in Mount Morgan had built this nest just outside the building, but kind of up under the eaves, but near the front door. And during the church service one Sunday morning, the sparrow had flown down and gone in the front door, but our building is like a kind, kind of like Gothic style building with a very high roof. So the door's down low, but the roof's up nice and high. So the bird flies in and then it goes up and then it, there's no doors or windows up high. All the doors and windows are down low. So the bird's flying around for hours. We're trying to shoo the bird out. And it was <laughs> really, really hard to get the bird out of the church. And, um, and it, it you know, made me look it all up and find this psalm and I think eventually wrote the song, which I'll play for you soon. But, you know, oh, to be trapped in the presence of God. <laughs> I think what happens is the more you get into God, the more you, it's kind of like sinking into the ocean. The deeper you get, the harder it is to get out. And there comes a point if you're sinking down, say you tie a rock to your leg and you jump in, you know, say it's not too heavy a rock, you know, you're going to start sinking, but there, there comes a point where you might change your mind and, and cut the rope and go back up, but there comes a point where you've just sunk too far and it's too late. And, you know, I think that happens with the presence of God. You, if you're someone that seeks after God's presence and you go into him, you get deeper and deeper into him and there comes a point where you're just in his presence all the time. You're trapped in his presence, a bit like the sparrow that got into the church. And the only way the sparrow got out was that we made a big effort to get it out. And, uh, but God's not going to do that to you. He's not going to make an effort to kick you out. He loves it when you're there. It said in verse 4, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are always praising you. And so the house of God, you know, in the mind of the, the, the psalmist, the son of Korah, the house of God, as you know, the tabernacle or the temple was a physical building at the time. But we find out, you know, it comes to represent spiritually just the place of worship. So sometimes you go to church on a Sunday morning and the worship leader might say, welcome to the house of the Lord. You know, it's not actually the house of God. In, you know, because God doesn't actually dwell in a building. Um, he dwells in our hearts. So our, our hearts are also the house of the Lord. But technically, the house of the Lord is the church, not the building, but all of the people together is the house of the Lord. We know that's true because in Psalm, uh, in uh, Hebrews 3 verse 6 in the New Testament, it very plainly says that we, all of God's people, we are his house. So, it's very, very cool to look back on Psalms with the meaning that we find from the New Testament. So the New Testament explains the Old Testament to us. So then we go back to the Old Testament, we plug in the meanings and we see here in verse four, it says, blessed are those who dwell in your house, they're always praising you. In other words, being a part of the church, being a part of God's people, the Lord comes to dwell among us 
He dwells in our relationships so we have a sense of belonging. We belong to people. They belong to us. We love one another. We serve them. We pray for them. They pray for us. We work together. Christ is in the midst. All of this is wonderful. And I would rather be one day with that than a thousand days in the tents of the wicked. In verse 5 it says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their hearts on a pilgrimage. So the, the, the people who lived in the land of Israel, they used to go to Jerusalem for pilgrimage three times a year. When Passover would come around, when Pentecost would come around, and when Tabernacles would come around, they would all go up to Jerusalem. We'll talk a bit more about that when we get into the Psalms, the Songs of Ascension in book four of the Psalms, just a few weeks away from now. But um, the, these pilgrimages were like something, and if you lived a long way away, like right at the top of Israel, it was several days walk there and several days walk back, and they were big walks too. And so it says here, blessed are those who set their hearts on pilgrimage. So these were people who didn't live near the temple, but they made the effort to go there to the temple. In other words, you know, to go be in the house of the Lord. But the, the optimal word here is heart. And so pilgrimage is, a, is, a, was a, is an idea that we now in the New Testament look at as the idea of a journey of coming to know the Lord. So you and I, we need to set our hearts on pilgrimage too. Not pilgrimage in like in the sense hop on a plane and go to Israel, not that. Pilgrimage in the sense that we want to find the Lord. We set our hearts on seeking after him. There's a place we want to go. It's a real place, not a physical place, a real place. We want to go to this real place. That's where the Lord is, and we want to be in that real place. And so these pilgrims, you know, they would set off on their pilgrimage, and it says here in verse 6, passing through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. So I guess there was a place called the valley of weeping or the valley of Baca, and uh, I didn't look up all the details of that. You can look up the Valley of Baca and find out more about it. But as we walk in our pilgrimage, going into the heart of God, there'll be, there'll be some things we go through in life which are sad, but by faith and trusting in him, we turn those sad things into things of joy. We turn trials into gold. Jesus Christ is the ultimate person who knew how to turn a trial into gold. When he went to the cross, he experienced the most extreme of trials and yet it turned into salvation for us all and brought great joy to everyone. You know, like that Christmas song, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And you and I as Christians, when we set our hearts on pilgrimage, when we set our hearts on Christ, some of our journey through life into seeking him will be through some trials, but we will turn those trials into places of springs. So we get down to the end of this psalm and it says, Yahweh God is a sun and shield, verse 11. Yahweh gives grace and glory. He withholds nothing good from those who walk with him blamelessly. That's a promise. If we're people that set our hearts on him and knowing him, the promise is he withholds nothing good from us. I think that's pretty cool. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play you my song. And uh, it's not the whole of Psalm 84, and I do apologize for my singing in advance. <laughs> I, um, you might not realize that I am a musician, but piano is always my instrument. When I went to Mount Morgan, of course, piano wasn't very practical for me, so I took up guitar, and then ukulele was like, uh, you know, a more recent thing. So I'm not a terrific ukulele player, and uh, therefore the song will sound way better on some other occasion. 
Blessing. Sorry. Better, let me put that down. Try it without that. Better one day in your court so than a thousand days anywhere else. I wouldn't rather be a doorkeeper than dwell in the tents of the wicked forever in the courts of the Lord forever to sing his praise forever bring my gratitude forever with my Lord forever better one day in your court so Lord than a thousand days anywhere else I wouldn't rather be a doorkeeper than dwell in the tents of the wicked forever in the courts of the Lord forever to sing his praise forever I'll bring my gratitude forever with my Lord forever